the show has peaked. Hello! <laughs> Welcome to Poets Against Humanity, the last Poets Against oh. Humanity. Oh. Woo! <laughs> For a bit. So, uh, my name is Andrew Blair. Hello again. Can't get applause as easy. Um, I am the ex-godfather of Edinburgh Poetry. So um, don't think about that too much. Um, subtext is Jem Rolls is a dick. So uh, allow me to introduce you to our panelists for this evening. Uh, Kirsty Nicholson. Yeah! Yeah! Kirsty is a writer performer from Lewis, uh, living in Glasgow. Her show, Hector, is at 2.25 at the Natural Food Cafe until the 18th. And she shares a co-writer credit on the Alien Ant Farm song, Movies. Next up, <laughs> Ben Fagan. <laughs> ben is a London-based poet and producer. He loves projects and propositions and avocado on toast. He is solely <laughs> responsible for the housing crisis. <laughs> <laughs> Jemima Foxtrot. <laughs> Jemima's show, Under the Mealy Mouth Sea, is on at Underbelly Cowgate at 2pm in all possible dimensions. <laughs> She's over there. Hello! Hey! Okay, so, what is Poets Against Humanity? Uh, you might as well find out now. Um, it's a creative commentary mix of Cards Against Humanity, which means we've taken some words out of some poems, and we've asked the panel to replace them with the words on the cards in front of them. The purpose of this is to make you, the audience, feel emotions that correspond with the broad notion of entertainment. <laughs> uh, and at the end of the show, one of these panelists will be going home with a mystery prize. Uh, but for now, we are gonna welcome on our first guest poet. We have guest poets for the rounds to give these guys a chance to plan what they're gonna play. So first up, please, big round of applause, Layla Josephine. Thank you. There was a woman. She was 32 years old but looked 17. She smiled sympathetically when I told her my age, 23, because she had guessed 30. I recently found three burrowed lines under each of my eyes, indicating that my body, despite my efforts, is in fact getting older. I asked her what her secret was, how her skin looked so smooth, so fresh, so unused, so unlike mine. She taught me through ten steps she performs every morning, every night. <coughs> her skin routine. The eye makeup removal, the cleanse, the exfoliator, the refresher, the essence, the ampullae, the sheet mask, the eye cream, and finally... The moisturizer. <laughs> How can she be fucked? <laughs> 10 minutes every morning, 10 minutes every night, that's 20 minutes a day washing her face. Oh, and never sleep with your makeup on and always wear at least factor 50. Right. She walked away and I was still in shock. I wear my makeup to bed more often than not. I usually stay up late, stealing as many minutes from the day as I can. I rarely think ahead. I definitely don't have a face wash plan. I've worked out that this woman spends two hours a week washing her face. That's 121 hours every 365 days, which is five days a year. If this woman lives till she's 72, she'll have spent a whole year of her life washing her fucking face! <laughs> it sounds like some sort of cat daily torture camp sponsored by Instagram, and it's definitely not for me. Think of all the things she could have done with that extra year. Backpacking in Nepal, learning to play the piano, <coughs> pilot lessons, scuba diving. She could have had a baby or cycled across a country or maybe she could have just chilled the fuck out. <laughs> so towards the end of my journey, if anybody asks me why I look so old, I'll tell them that I've spent every minute I could not washing my face. When my grandchildren ask me what age I am, I'll tell them that I've laughed one million more times my age and had more friends than the age spots on my hands and I'm 50 times as old as as many times I fucked your grandfather and her fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> about all the adventures I've been on and all the trouble I've been in. And I'll tell them to go on holiday and wear minimum sunscreen because everyone looks better with a tan. And I'll show them my scars and tell them about the arguments that I've won and I've lost and I'll tell them that if they want to pick at scabs that they should because skin heals and it molds to our story and you're never going to know anything if you're always careful. And you'll never learn any lessons if you always stay safe and that behaving is boring. 
I'll tell them that late night staying up drinking is a privilege denied to many. That traveling is a privilege denied to many. I'll tell them that growing old is a privilege denied to many. So don't care about your gray hair. It shows that you cared about something. Your flabbing belly is a testimony to your children and your dangling boobies look fab and everyone likes things that wibble and wobble. Your bingo wings are proof that you carried your soft skin shows that you were tender, just stay healthy. But drink if you enjoy it, smoke if you enjoy it, dance all the time, but especially with your friends and try not to forget. And don't hate yourself because trust me, there are enough people in life to do that for you. And please do not spend 20 minutes a day washing your face. Thank you so much. So we're just going to go, I'll speak, I'll leave a gap, and these guys will fill the gap, and hopefully hilarity will ensue. If not, there's no money back situation, it's a free French show. <laughs> Do not go gentle into that good night. Old age should burn and rave at close of day. Rage, rage against. The noise MPs make when they don't like something. <laughs> Though wise men at their end know, beating off hundreds of lads <laughs> is right. <laughs> because their sloppy dentists <laughs> have fought no lightning, they do not go gentle into that good night. Good men only watching porn that passes the Bechadel test. <laughs> Crying how bright. Their frail deeds might have danced in a green bay. Rage, rage against the dying of the light. Wild men. Finger clicking at a performance poet's funeral. <laughs> in flight. And learn. Too late they grieved it on its way. Do not go gentle into that good night. Grave men near death who see... Wolf tits. <laughs> Blind eyes could blaze like meteors and be gay. Rage, rage against... When someone dies in a garage forecourt and you aren't sure if the flowers, are, flowers there are for sale or not. <laughs> <laughs> and you, my father, a centaur, not knowing what to do with its arms when it runs. <laughs> On the sad height, curse, bless me now with your small pies for children. <laughs> I pray, do not go in the night garden. But the night is dark. The night is dark and full of terror. <laughs> Into that good night. Rage, rage against the dying of the light. Next, Sonnet 18 by Shakespeare. <laughs> Shall I compare thee to a Swedish electronica, uh, the knife to a gunfight? <laughs> <laughs> Thou art more lovely and more temperate. The miracle of girth. <laughs> Shake the darling buds of May <laughs> And Summers Tickling Jeremy Corbyn until he says I have to go make jam now <laughs> All too short a date Sometime hot, too hot the eye of heaven shines And often is his gold complexion dimmed And every fair from fair sometime declines By chance or nature's changing course untrimmed but thy squirrels frolicking in the fallen leaves. Look at their dance. Look at their dance. <laughs> <laughs> Shall not fade, nor lose possession of that fair thou ost. Can't read it. Thou, nor shall death brag thou wanderest. 
Losing control of your bowels, but gaining control of someone else. <laughs> when in eternal lines to time thou grossed, so long as men can breathe or eyes can see, so long lives. Hath man, hath another man. <laughs> <laughs> and this gives life to thee. And finally in round one, The Glass Blower Dances by Rachel McCrum. <laughs> Available in her new collection. Um, go to the book festival, they have that sort of thing there. <laughs> May I? Yes. Mittens for your balls. <laughs> First appeared on a lab post. <laughs> Dirty road between a chip shop and some tired Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> they nestled amongst fat, careless splurges of Tubby Custard <laughs> and the neon screams of Get to Fuck and Nate Future. Having your cake and eating it is standard cake behaviour, really. <laughs> <laughs> Passers-by smiled briefly and thought no more about it, but the words tucked themselves into the minds of the people. Uh, stopping believing during an otherwise classic rendition of Don't Stop Believing. <laughs> Two days later... A kitten that can't understand why you're crying... <laughs> ...was seen again... <laughs> Breathing in and thinking, man, I've really got the spice balance right on that one. <laughs> and in a cafe toilet, and down near, and down near where? A drinking game where you drink every time you take a drink. <laughs> no longer came, and people began to repeat it to themselves in the early morning on the streets. The two-hour argument that ensues with the management when you realise that Laser Quest contains no quest elements. <laughs> Swirled out. It appeared on the backs of school books and on library desks. Cat meetings. <laughs> Moved beyond the city. <laughs> Was seen... Getting the very hungry caterpillar and the human centipede mixed up at your nephew's birthday. <laughs> on a rock, on a beach full of leaving birds and on a bench beside a bus stop in a small grey town. It was seen... Building a snowman in Reno just to watch it melt. <laughs> Down the curve of a mountain. The glass blower tries to work out why blowjobs are called blowjobs because overall there is not that much blowing involved, really. <laughs> and oh, look, while you've been thinking about blowjobs, you've accidentally accepted a really shit project at work. <laughs> As the words swelled, people began to talk. A feature was broadcast on Getting a candy love heart that reads Send nudes <laughs> And some were curious <laughs> <laughs> And searched for Harry Potter But Dobby is really into hentai <laughs> <laughs> On YouTube <laughs> Removed Enough to understand the rhythm that came through evening descending over the dog sanctuary where the night is dark and full of terriers. <laughs> <laughs> the exhausted dogged passion <laughs> that was required for the alchemy of changing clowns to the left of me, clowns to the right of me. Oh god, what's happening? <laughs> into something fluid, strong and beautiful. The words grew. And the city council talked of the cost of... Bailing out sperm banks. <laughs> but they could not calculate it accurately. <laughs> and well-heeled sorts on late-night sofas spoke of the shallowness of... Being too good at hiding. <laughs> 
lamented the loss of the cannon. <laughs> but the thing about... Realising Thatcher only closed the mine so she had a place to put the milk. <laughs> is that you feel it <laughs> and sometimes it let things in and they incubate and fester <laughs> and some academics wrote a paper on the social cultural intertextual significance of putting interested on a facebook event when in your heart you know that you're not interested. <laughs> <laughs> but it was rather long, and only read by eight people. And linguists spoke of sibilants, how they traced the brain with fingers of smoke, and historians expounded on the history of... Tiny train land. <laughs> <laughs> how China, ignoring it until the 17th century, invented... Oh, sorry. Um... <laughs> Pitching a millennial version of Hamlet because you've got Harambe or not Harambe and you're pretty sure the rest will write itself. <laughs> Instead of windows. <laughs> and the discovery that dance, dance revolution does not follow through on full scale structural change. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't stop any wars or bankers. <laughs> there were other words to try that job, and it was beyond this writer's ability at this time. But people smiled, and for a moment felt something in their chests had listened, and wondered about... Being unsure exactly when to put the condom on. Like, do you arrive with it on? <laughs> <laughs> and all this happened... Because once a time, someone thought to write, upon a wall with joy... Finding it hard to get Jolene's attention without breaking into song. That is the end of round one! Uh, I don't understand how numbers work because I'm strictly free verse. So uh, the scoring criteria uh, is for this round dogs from TV shows that are definitely dead now. <laughs> so Kirsty, you're Eddie from Frasier. Um, and so let's see, uh, Jemima, you are Colin from Spaced. And, uh, ben, you are Diefenbacher from Juice South. So it's pretty clear who's in the lead there. <laughs> okay, before round two, we're just going to welcome on stage our second guest poet of the evening. Big round of applause, please, for Deborah Martin. Hello. Um, has everyone had a good cringe so far? That's good to hear. Um, okay, this one is called Advertising. The adverts told me that they had the key to unlock the door to my real life. They told me it was waiting behind TV screens and glossy magazines if I would only feed them the green stuff, if I would empty my purse down their throats. Everywhere I walked, they whispered, telling me that my hair didn't glimmer enough, that my skin didn't shimmer enough that the ice clink of this premium gin would cure the state I was in, that cigarettes were a red rock rebel road, and that freedom was a flight to Fiji. I listened to plastic jingles and lithium slogans. I listened until my brain became a critic spitting vitriol into my soul. I listened until my soul walked past me in the street while I was pinning my heart to a shop window. I listened until I grew sick of it. I found a blade. That blade was called poetry. I used it to cut the adverts into confetti. I want you to throw over me when I finally marry my real life. And I want you to know that you also have a blade, glinting in some rage-filled corner. Find it and give it any name that you want. Work 
working in a really soul-sucking office job right now. Um, I'm hearing some whoops, okay. Um, did one of the whoopers identify yourself? Okay, this one is for Ross, everybody. The truth is, you have never once seen a firework that stayed still for even one second. Or a caffeine wheel staring at a spreadsheet. Yet it seems so natural now the way this screen has taken out a lifetime lease upon your eyes before you even knew that they were up for rent. Every day the office opens its mouth up wide and swallows that picture you could have painted, that story you could have written. It digests every single song and when it finally lets you go at the end of the day, there are so many other arms waiting to embrace you. The whiskey, the wine, the beer, the TV, the internet, the PlayStation, so many plastic boxes and bottles, you could crowd surf in them all the way to sleep. And usually, you do. You see, the office only wants the shiny you, the pristine you, the you sheet dipped in plastic, you with the pause button pressed in your heart, with your alarm bell set to silent. Every day it tells you the story of you, but there's another tale that it will never tell. It's the story of how you were forged from luminous balls of heat. A child of the supernova, your brain a symphony, flashing more connections than in our stars in the Milky Way. You're so much more than water and bone. Your light and the space between light. Reality bends beneath your gaze. You change the world just by being here. And did you know that when the prophets spoke of moving mountains, they meant only the human heart? And you have done that. You've moved hearts just by being here because when you were born, someone looked at you and they saw that you were good. And one day, and I don't know when, but one day I promise you, you will phone the office and call in well. And you'll never go back again. <laughs> and anyway, no one wants a firework shade in their space. They leave too many scorch marks. Thank you very much. Hey, thank you, Deb. Uh, round two uh, is an abridged version of the Wikipedia article for Scottish poetry. <laughs> <laughs> You guys good to go? Yeah. Poetry of Scotland includes all forms of... The Poets Against Humanity Nationwide Effort. <laughs> <laughs> Written in Brythonic, Latin, Scottish Gaelic, Scots, French, English and Esperanto, and any language in which poetry has been written within the boundaries of... Laminating your very balls. <laughs> <laughs> All by Scottish people. <laughs> Much of the earliest Welsh... Legendary banter. <laughs> ...was composed in or near Scotland. <laughs> but only written down in Wales much later. <laughs> These include the Gododin, considered the earliest surviving verse from Scotland. Very few works of Gaelic poetry survive from this period, and most of these in Irish manuscripts. The dream of... Coming out of your cage and doing just fine. <laughs> from which lines are found on the peripheral cross. <laughs> it's the only surviving fragment of North Northumbrian Old English from early medieval Scotland. In Latin, early works include a prayer for... I don't know, fucking swans or some shit. Attributed <laughs> 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 to St. Nugent. <laughs> and altus procedure, or... Fact-checking a baptism. <laughs> Attributed to St. Columba. <laughs> There were probably Philae who acted as poets, musicians, and historians. After the de-Gallicization de of... Hot takes from the rich to give to the poor. <laughs> in the 12th century, bards continued... 
shouting for your mum and seeing if you can write a haiku before she gets to your room. <laughs> in the Highlands and Islands. <laughs> what survives of their Fight Club press releases was only recorded from the 16th century. This includes poems composed by women, including a name I can't pronounce. <laughs> the first surviving major text in Scots literature is John Barber's In the Night Garden, where your children's nights are growing. <laughs> 1375. <laughs> in the early 15th century, Scots historical works included Andrew of Winton's verse, original chronicle of A bucket list that simply reads, Die Unsatisfied. <laughs> and Blind Harry's Tory policies reimagined as Disney princesses. <laughs> <laughs> they were probably influenced by Scott's versions of People discovering that nobody got anything done in 69 AD because everyone was wandering around going, Night. <laughs> <laughs> that were produced in the period. Much Middle Scots literature was produced by... Everyone, I am better than. <laughs> <laughs> Which included James I. <laughs> Who wrote the extended poem, The King is Queer. Gavin Douglas's Inados, 1513, was the first complete translation of... Interrupting the wedding on horseback with a cry of Why have drama when you can have melodrama? <laughs> In an Anglian language. <laughs> James V supported... Using your earwax for good. <laughs> and John Belendon. David Lindsay wrote elegiac narratives, romances and satires. George Buchanan founded a tradition of... Working for Twitter as an intern, your task being to file harassment and abuse reports. You get... You take them down the long grey tiled corridor to the hatch. It gets warmer as you approach the hatch. When you get to the hatch, you open it and place the printouts in the tray. Then close the hatch again and hear the papers slither away. You do not know where it goes. You do not ask. You assume it must go somewhere. As you walk away, you become aware of the sweat that is pulled on your back, your twitching index finger. You enjoy your time interning for Twitter.com. <laughs> which would continue into the 17th century. <laughs> From the 1550s, cultural pursuits were limited by the lack of... The Ferrero Rocher Extended Universe. <laughs> Political turmoil and discouragement from the Kirk. James VI promoted the literature in Scots and became patron and member of a loose circle of court poets... The Tolerant Left. <laughs> Later called the Castilian Band. <laughs> After his accession to the English throne in 1603, James VI increasingly favoured an unfortunate misunderstanding involving the phrase breaking your duck. <laughs> of southern England and the loss of the court as a centre of things that get louder. <laughs> Which was a major blow to Scottish literature. <laughs> <laughs> a new tradition of vernacular Gaelic poetry began to emerge, including work by women such as Mary MacLeod of Harris. The tradition of Whispering, into your happiness. <laughs> <laughs> Reached its fruition with the publication of the anthology of the Delicii Poetum Scotarum, 1637. This period was marked by the work of female Scottish poets, including Elizabeth Melville, whose unfortunate misunderstanding involving the phrase dubstep breakdown <laughs> was the first book published by a woman in Scotland. <laughs> After the Union in 1707, Scottish literature developed a distinct national identity. Alan Ramsey led a vernacular revival, the trend for pastoral poetry, and developed the Habby Stanza. The 18th century was also a period of innovation in Gaelic vernacular poetry. James Macpherson was the first Scottish poet to gain an international reputation, claiming to have found poetry written by Ossian. 
Robert Burns is widely regarded as... J.G. Ballard wanking the car wash to see if there's a short story in it. <laughs> the most important figure in Scottish romanticism. Walter Scott began his literary career... Replacing capitalism with pogs. <laughs> and also collected and published Scottish ballads. <laughs> Scottish poetry is often seen as Tim Henman offering up his nude, still trim body to you, lying back on the chase lounge and bidding you think of your most erotic thoughts to touch yourself until the pleasure becomes so much, too much, and you orgasm copiously across his well defined torso. Come on, you say, but he holds a finger to your lips and whispers, don't cheapen this. <laughs> criticised for its use of parochial Star Trek. <laughs> the next generation. But instead of a spaceship, they all share a small flat and no one gets a living wage. <laughs> <laughs> the Highland clearances and widespread emigration weakened Gaelic language and culture and had a profound impact on the nature of Gaelic poetry. In the early 20th century, there was a new surge of activity in Scottish poetry action figures. <laughs> Influenced by getting pictures of Spider-Man on my desk by noon. <laughs> and resurgent. God forgetting to save the Queen and losing all his work. <laughs> Known as the Scottish Renaissance. The leading figure, Hugh McDermott, attempted to revive. The ghost of a loved one, but all it ever says is, I'm not real. <laughs> As a medium for serious literature. In poetic works, including a drunk man rewriting Christ's parables for a centrist audience, <laughs> developing a form of synthetic Scots. The 1980s and 1990s saw the emergence of a new generation of Scottish poets. Watching the cat to cheer yourself up, but it just sits there screaming. <laughs> on a UK stage. <laughs> including Don Patterson, Robert Crawford, Caroline Duffy, Kathleen Jamie and Jackie Kay. That's the end of round two. <laughs> Criteria. Uh, previously rejected scoring criteria for Poets Against Humanity. Uh, so, Kirsty, you are poets everyone pretends to like for career purposes. <laughs> ben, you are members of the Edinburgh poetry scene who are also suspected of being the Zodiac Killer. <laughs> and Joanna, you are Times Edinburgh poets pretended to be impressed by London poets for the sake of a quiet life. <laughs> reinterpret them. We're going to have a final guest poet of the evening. Please give a round of applause for Ross McCleary. Yeah. I'd like to warn the poets, this is very short, so think fast. Um, so about eight months ago, I, was, I, I can't remember if I was unemployed, the same the sort of thing I do when I'm unemployed. I got a tin of alphabet spaghetti and one by one picked out the letters and then wrote a poem using the letters that I found. Um, unfortunately, unfortunately, there weren't that many vowels in it. So, uh, um, so this is just art. So what I would like to say is, in, in regards to what this poem is, imagine the place where they make alphabet spaghetti blowing up. Uh. <laughs> and, that's what, and that's what you're about to hear. Poof! Poof! A huge, huge, huge mess of red inside the manufacturing. Cook. 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 
Ouch! No! Supportive friendship. <laughs> Being from Lewis is, I remember reading about Crofts. <laughs> Being from Lewis is, I remember reading about that murder. Being from Lewis is, I've seen Poets Against Humanity decided to call today before they go full milkshake duck. On the news weather map. <laughs> Being from Lewis is, is The number of children who go missing each year after digging a tunnel to Australia <laughs> In Scotland <laughs> <laughs> The fringe, eh? Ha! The fringe, right? Fringe! <laughs> <laughs> is Do you speak Gaelic? <laughs> Being from Lewis is uh, 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 a glancing blowjob. <laughs> <laughs> being from Lewis is the proclaimers being betrayed by their own Fitbit. <laughs> <laughs> being from Lewis is did you get the ferry too? The flashlight at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> Being from Lewis is, did you get the ferry to the supermarket? Being from Lewis is, you don't sound like you're from Lewis. I have a friend who's like, from Lewis, and they're... Wood. <laughs> 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 Being from Lewis is. Do you get homesick? Being from Lewis is. Do you not miss. Waiting outside a toilet cubicle for people to leave just to say, well done, kid. <laughs> Being from Lewis is. What made you come to Glasgow? Being from Lewis is. 
Do you think you'll raise your own children? Wondering how many atoms of old vomit are being breathed in the Banshee Labyrinth at any one time. (laughs) (laughs) Being from Lewis is, will you move back there when you get married? Being from Lewis is, oh, Ian Crichton Smith. Being from Lewis is, I watched. Robert Patterson finding it increasingly awkward to walk his dog. (laughs) (laughs) With Ben Fogel. (laughs) Being from Lewis is, oh, I like Man Ran. Being from Lewis is, oh, love my Ellen Elam. Being from Lewis is, did you not find a good basting boring? (laughs) (laughs) Being from Lewis is, were you born in the new hospital? Being from Lewis is, who are your parents? Being from Lewis is, who are your grandparents? Being from Lewis is, but you're not really the real fascists. talk on why poetry isn't real. (laughs) I'd like to share with you. (laughs) Always put the safety chain on the car. Never try. Remaking Pride and Prejudice with Fred Durst as Mr. Collins. (laughs) It will stuff your back. (laughs) My mate Brian's sore back started from... Trucking. (laughs) Cheers, Dad. New message. Hi, Ben. Well done on finishing... Calling things daddy that are not your daddy. (laughs) (laughs) A good sense of achievement. (laughs) Not everyone finishes. Realising too late the polar bear isn't trying to high five you. (laughs) Again, well done, daddy. (laughs) New message. Hi Ben, dad here. You need money mate. The bills will keep coming in from now. I've been... Trying out some new material and passport control. <laughs> Two, but I achieve accommodation. Get on the doll. Get... That feeling when you get 40 new notifications, but it's just two poets sharing their events and 20 different Facebook <laughs> <laughs> Then continue... A burn so sick it dies. The <laughs> <laughs> jungle out there until you're... Sending a carrier pigeon with the message, send nudes. <laughs> Good luck, Dad. <laughs> New message. If you are... Cramming the night before a smear test. <laughs> and near the front gate, what we do is shake the gate before we open it. Any dog present will head for the gate before you go inside. Stay... Singing, I want to know what love is, even though deep down you do not want to know what love is. Ha, yeah. <laughs> New message. Only kissing your partner when a snicker commentator says the word X. <laughs> In Wellington Harbour tonight. I'll do a small one here for my daddy's birthday. New message. Hi, Ben. In a small flat, it's hard to locate the smoke alarm away from... Terrorists managing to avoid government detection by communicating solely through online petitions asking the government to do stuff. <laughs> Etc. If you have a new battery in it and it's still beeping off and on, it'll be a faulty smoke alarm. I will send you one. Still sunny here. New message. Hi Ben, got two pigs yesterday. Funny how it took some effort to set the alarm for 
When your parents sit you down and tell you they're going to do a routine week with you. That morning, but it all came right. <laughs> the pigs were... Handing over the change as you sell another snow globe, smiling weakly as another satisfied customer leaves the shop. You don't know why they're so popular, and you're struggling to keep up. It's been unreal. People have heard about these snow globes, and are coming from across the country. You shut up shop and head into the back where tomorrow's globes are waiting. You'll think about that day. All the mistakes you made, all the things you said, the sheer finality of it all. And you start to weep. You lean towards the tear sluice and the liquid slowly starts seeping into the snow globes. <laughs> there are a hundred empty globes for you to fill. You focus on your misery, your pain, your grief, and the tears keep on coming. God, you really don't know why these are so popular. <laughs> then you have a Ribena. <laughs> Below that log you were sitting on. <laughs> you message. Don't worry, all us workers miss daylight this time of year. New message. Hi, Ben. Endless legs. Here, too. <laughs> For a whole week, they reckon. <laughs> Little birdie told me you were thinking of... A key change. <laughs> well done. If you think of jumping, try have somewhere to jump to first. I jumped many times, but always had a cheap bed at Grandma's to stay. Trying to lead the conversation in a direction that means your granny's last words won't be racist. <laughs> Today. <laughs> Hot and windy. <laughs> New message. Hi Ben. Well done with... The Ketamint. <laughs> it makes the freedom years so much sweeter. <laughs> I know. I've been... A pessimist saying that yes, the glass is half full, but everything else is somewhat... <laughs> Weather's great for realizing you'll die in this hammock. <laughs> Cheers, Dad. Waiting for thirty seven home from Brixton or snug in a booth. Reading poetry to your cat because it doesn't judge you, then one day finding a detailed and supportive feedback wrapped in a little bowl inside of the words, going, your words are something special and you should use them well. Kind regards, Chairman Well. <laughs> <laughs> or in the queue to buy eggs from the big Asda, or collecting goldfish train tickets from the mean machines at King's Cross again. People are... Sitting down at your annual performance review, looking your boss in the eye for two minutes of uncomfortable silence, muttering, it is what it is. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> walking away. Arrangements are made. Well, this is probably a good moment, as any, to say a few words about Poets Against, Poets Against Humanity. Uh, <laughs> it's been a humbling and often <laughs> to bring this game to life for the past few years in front of far larger and kinder crowds than we have any right to expect. <laughs> Starting as a mere glimmer of a zeitgeist writing idea in the bottom of the poetry's brain, we've expanded to become a regular communal celebration of absurdity and loving mockery. Poetry in all its forms. We've had wolf tits, sexy monks, grieving chuckle brothers, and pretty much everything in between. We've preserved these fleeting moments in free podcast form. Should you wish to hear the sound of these carpets, laughing suspiciously louder than everyone else around them, a particular pleasure for them has been crafting those famously hit or miss long cards, forcing a visibly annoyed contestant to yammer on for minutes at a time, all context and flow completely subsumed by an aggressively tangital. At times like these, both the game and possibly life itself were shown up as the meaningless farces that they are. Sometimes, drunk with power, the writers would put phrases into just just to validate someone else, oh, just to have someone else validate their stupid opinions. For example, 
Midlothian are easily the greatest football team in the world. <laughs> Sometimes, by mid-90s Manchester band, James is a stone-cold classic. <laughs> Communism must win. <laughs> and the earth is flat. <laughs> at any rate, it's been a blast. And there's every chance we might resurrect it at some point in the future. Plus, there's plenty more saleness still to come. So please follow Poetry as Fuck's future ventures. <laughs> and, if possible, support our Patreon account. <laughs> Finally, on behalf of Andrew, Ross, Dave, Roddy, Catherine, Matt, Iona, Freddie, and everyone else who's been involved in the show over the last three years, I just want to take this final opportunity to say, poetry isn't real. <laughs> <laughs> single tear. <laughs> Let me dig into these myriad scenes for a second. A mother is saying, don't forget, it's 2045. Tomorrow. Central, oh. <laughs> Central Edinburgh is now entirely luxury hotel and student accommodation and empty fringe venues. You cannot afford a pint. All is lost. <laughs> Tomorrow. <laughs> Like a moralising sparrow. Tom Hardy throwing his voice so it sounds like his dick is Bane. <laughs> <laughs> and one woman is telling another to remember... The mixed method of a hybrid car running over a bumblebee. <laughs> <laughs> to put it in her diary. That she'll be trying out... Refusing to have sex on a plane until the ultimate says one mile exactly. <laughs> Something vegetarian, now that her girls have turned. Smile, smile, sigh, but it'll be so good to have everyone... Trying to discover a little something to make me sweeter. <laughs> and I decide, while I'm waiting to pay for my eggs in the dawdling queue, that it will. I wish briefly, but intensely, that I could be there too. A man is rambling with a pint and a beard like a poltergeist about his father's long service. In an unfortunate misunderstanding involving the phrase oral tradition. <laughs> and a couple of blokes are dismembering some absent woman's crazy behaviour and motives. On the table on the way to the toilets, a family with grown-up children is... Seeing the field in which I grow my fucks is barren. As are all the other fields, the grass has died. <laughs> oh God, it's gone. Last week I saw a man sell his son for grain. The end of days has come. <laughs> they look funny. <laughs> They're pulling a crowd in around them like a playground fight. One dressed-up woman lends her lipstick in the loo to another dressed-up woman. Emergency toilet roll is passed under cubicle walls. Couples kiss. Babies are... Realising that most cows aren't wearing cowbells, so there's no way to hear them coming. <laughs> <laughs> Almost everyone eats pizza. Once, I sang an improvised song about... In the night garden. But the night is eternal and the residents unquestionable. <laughs> Some women joined in and we were suddenly... Trees, motherfucker! <laughs> together. And the bus came like a saviour, I like to think because of our fabric of song, and we poured onto it like sugar. Once, a barman gave me more than a fiver in change when I paid him with a fiver and it made my fucking week. I almost started fitting the first time I bumped into someone I knew on the street in London. It was too much. Some youngish, well-dressed, mixed-sex group bemoan the dismantling of the NHS. House prices make vague cases for other cities that should star in their stubbly futures. A man waiting at the station squeals, his suitcase-laden sister in a dark, dark town. It was a dark, dark street. <laughs> in the dark, dark street there was a dark, dark house, and in the dark, dark house there were some dark, dark stairs, and down the dark, dark stairs there was a dark, dark cellar, and in the dark, dark cellar lived Eddie Redmond. <laughs> 
<laughs> a walking stick woman strokes a tabby cat. A woman running for her bus hurries down her mobile that she'll call her mother back. A shopkeeper hands a snotty toddler a lolly and this continues all damn day. All damn fullicky, wonderful day, all this. Misunderstanding involving the phrase, everybody's got a novel in them. <laughs> all this affection, all the... Realising that everyone just pretends to like that poet for career purposes. <laughs> all this future. The look on your family's faces when you get your family framed pictures of their faces when they opened last year's underwhelming Christmas gift. All this outrage and wonderment, fear and heavy-bottomed glamorous ladies and whack-a-mole <coughs> is replicated in cities and villages. Versions of I threw a wish in the well, don't ask me, I'll never tell. I looked to you as it fell, and now you're in my way. I take my and you can sign for a kiss. I'm working for this, but now you're in my way. You're gone. Thank you very much.